This is Steve Goodrich, known on the trail as Bird Shooter, and this is N2 Backpacking, a podcast for both hikers and backpackers. Welcome to episode number nine in the N2 Backpacking Podcast Series. This is uh, Bird Shooter, and this podcast we uh, speak with Jim Country Club Bunting, a.k.a. CC for short, and Roger the Camel Cardell uh, about a recent trip that we took to the Crocker Mountains near Stratton, Maine. This is uh, part one of actually a two-part series on the hike. I'm going to catch Brett Fuller, who was also on the trip later. I couldn't get all three of these guys together, so I actually did two separate interviews. But we're going to talk in more detail about these peaks, which uh, sit over 4,000 feet on the Appalachian Trail near Sugarloaf Ski Resort, uh, just outside of Stratton. Uh, we talk about, how, of course, how difficult the terrain is, but uh, more importantly, how the weather really proved to be a major factor during our hike. So that said, let's uh, hear from Jim and Roger. All right, gentlemen, thanks for joining me here tonight. This is Bird Shooter. We're at the uh, Cobb, Charlotte, North Carolina interview in the Carriage House. Um, we're wet, which brings back memories of Maine. Yes, it does. And uh, I've got with me here Country Club. We call him Country Club, Jim Bunning. CC. CC for short. And uh, Roger Cardo, a.k.a. The Camel. Not the first interview for The Camel, but the first duel interview with the camel it's good to have you guys thank you here tonight thank you for having us thanks for weathering the rain again to join <laughs> me on an excursion <laughs> so guys uh, well i'm going to start with you jim uh your first trip to maine it was it was you know um i had a lot of uh, visions of grandeur of uh lobster and wine country but uh it didn't end up anything like that man it was uh it was everything that i didn't imagine Rocks. And more, and more. Yeah, rocks, roots, rain, and pain, man. It was everything you told me it would be. No rain, no pain, no main, baby. That's what you got, and uh, you lived it firsthand. Yes, we so did. So this was your first trip, not just to Maine, but the Maine backcountry, as I understand it. Absolutely, absolutely. So Roger, a man that knows Maine, question for you. You've been to New England many times. You've backpacked uh, uh, multiple trails in, in New England before. Um, how does this compare to your previous trips, Roger? I laughed my head off. I knew exactly what we were getting ourselves into. And I was uh, fully prepared. I knew what we were going in. And uh, that's what we got. So how was it similar to your past experiences and how was it different? Um, we've been up there three times before. And uh, only once was it fine every other time it rained like crazy so uh, it was just another trip to uh, New England Yeah, New England has not been kind to us in the fall we've had rain just about every time we've been there right we had one time we had perfect weather but uh, this seems like a reoccurrence bad luck or um, just the way it is it's that's why New England's green it 
rains all the damn time. It's green for a reason. Well, I did hear from uh, the gal sitting next to me on the plane back, who is from Maine, who said that, oh, too bad you didn't come up the three weekends before because they were beautiful and sunny and the weather was perfect. So we definitely uh, have timing on our side. And here we are in North Carolina and what just happened. Who's got wet shirts? You, Roger, me. We're all soaking wet right now. Yeah, we are. And the weather forecast is sunny. Yeah. Yeah. 10% chance of rain? Um, at nine o'clock, zero at the moment. <laughs> I think it's I think it's fate for us for sure. So Roger, I'm going to take this question to you. It's about the front country. It's before you get into the backwoods. We stop at Sugarloaf Ski Resort, um, not far from Stratton, Maine. Um, mainly because I pushed for it. I'd been through there about 18 years ago, and I wanted to see it again. Um, and we stop at a bar and uh, have a couple drinks. And there's a bunch of weddings going on. Um, compare Sugarloaf, the ski resort, to Stratton. They're about, what, seven, ten miles apart? How do they differ? Well, what's, let's clarify that. Are you talking about the Stratton Motel or Stratton Hotel? Uh, the Motel. The Motel, okay. Yeah. Well, they might as well be about a thousand miles apart. True. But, that being said, we came to enjoy the main backcountry, not a high-end ski resort. Which is very nice, by the way. Oh, it was marvellous, but that's just like going to a high-end hotel downtown. All right. It's like, I wanted to go to Stratton, the little village, stay in a small motel, and take in everything that Maine has got. Stratton didn't do that. It's just high-end tourists come in, get catered for, do their stuff, get shipped out, and the next lot come in. I don't want to see that. Do not want to see that. I want to go down and see what the locals do. So, so we get into Stratton. We didn't think we were going to spend there two nights, right? We ended up doubling up, and that gets back to the whole rain experience. But uh, was Stratton different? I mean, you probably knew pretty much what you were walking into, Roger, because you've been in New England before in some of these small towns. Bunny, this is really a question for you. How is it different than you thought it would be? Well, the first night I thought the the motel was a dump, but the second night I thought it was like posh, man. I loved <laughs> Paradise, it. Paradise, baby. I loved it, man. It was like, there wasn't a rock in my bed. It was dry. Man, I could have asked for anything better. The people that ran it were super nice. They, they hooked really? us up with the shuttle. <laughs> through hikers were present. Yeah, it was everything. I mean, there was there was a there was a through hiker experience. There was the the little village where people were expecting you know people to walk in smelling bad. It, it was great, man. I I really enjoyed it. I got the real feel for it. So how was uh, how was I guess Stratton different than you thought it would be? Did you think it was going to be bigger or about the size that you expected? Yeah, you know, honestly, I had no expectations of Stratton. I just was thinking the entire time you had my mind prepped for some hard backcountry hiking. So that's what I thought. Um, so Stratton was really kind of refreshing, man. I loved the uh, the hospitality, that the uh, the grocery stores and the the White Wolf Inn and everything. They were geared up and glad to see us. So yeah, I was thrilled, man. I was glad to see Stratton, Maine. So let's let's look, get on to the trail here. We did a section that started ME twenty seven. So Maine twenty seven went over the Crocker Mountains and then finished at Caribou Valley Road. Originally we planned to go over Stratton Mountain, but uh, the weather was not kind to us during that period of time. So um, we get dropped off. It's raining, and what happens to you, Jim? 
Well, it wasn't raining. It was, you know, it was really, Spinning, it, it right. was dry that day. We had a nice car ride. Uh, dry? The, the ferry uh, drove around. It. You totally blocked this out. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but when we got out of the car, once we got out of the car, got our boots on the ground, that's when the rain started. Yeah, yeah right, right. It started pouring down rain. But yeah, I, um, I was really excited. I pulled out the rain gear, got my pack covered, and put it on. And the first thing, my strap breaks, man. So I was in all out panic. I thought, hey, man, I'll just walk to the car and have you guys have a good hike. What you didn't realize was you had this man right next to you, this, the handyman who quickly uh, troubleshooted the situation. No doubt. I don't know why I panicked. I was, I was with Roger. I mean, I was with the camel. Come on. <laughs> no, but uh, your strap breaks, and um, I, I, my initial thought was you were done. I thought that, we were going to have to go I thought into, too. into town, right? I've been working on not saying <laughs> and uh, that was the first thing that came out of my mouth. <laughs> I am <laughs> So, so we, we basically jury-rig your pack, and we get you back in action, then we start hiking, and then what happens? Straight up, man. Straight up. What did you think of the switchbacks in Maine? <clears throat> you know, I was really surprised that, you know, as many as long as they've had trails in Maine and all the hikers and the craftiness of the Maine, you know, look at the furniture they make up there. I mean, everything's beautiful. They're, they're very craftsmen, but when it comes to cutting trails, they're idiots, man. <laughs> they have never, never heard of a switchback, man. I looked for switchback. For eight hours, man. Never saw one. Yeah, there's Straight no switchbacks. Up. Very few switchbacks in Maine. They don't have a lot of uh, folks up there to help with the maintenance of the trails, so uh, I feel for them on uh, cutting them. But, uh, so we, we basically spent all morning hiking uphill, right? Like, what, five miles? Pretty much straight uphill. Yeah, yeah. Past some uh, moose dung. Thought we were going to see some moose. Didn't happen. I was, yeah. I was rooting for you, man. I thought it was going to happen. Saw the soft, mushy acorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Took some pictures. Took some pictures. Then we get on top of uh, North Crocker Mountain, and what happens? Well, actually, I, that's a good reason, the uh, north and south. When Rocky you arrived, Martins, it was pretty nice. I call that because it's a crock of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the hike up there was, right? Uh, it just rained like crazy, and uh, we found a flat spot. Steve was good enough to whip his Kelty tarp out. I did. I did what I could, man. I, I remember, actually, when that Kelty tarp was up, there were just puddles of water collecting in that thing, man. Mm -hmm. And I was constantly poking my hand on the tarp, trying to dump the water out, and um, it just never quit. It was brutally raining on us. It was right. a monsoon, basically. My favorite part was when you uh, pulled out your fleece, and then the Kelty uh, dumped on top of it. Man. That was <laughs> yeah. classic. That's exactly what that happened. That was classic. Maya, I was really impressed with the views on top of Crocker Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. four feet of them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And total rain and fog. That's about what it was. And then a couple through hikers come trucking through, and uh, they can't even get through because we've got the Kelty tarp up uh, straddled <laughs> around the uh, summit of North Crocker, although they were uh, very kind about that. And then we ended up seeing them at the motel that night. Yeah. I made the call that they would uh, they'd bail. Yeah, they, they told us Roger and I met them a little further up before you guys saw them. All right, and they said they were heading to the next shelter. But uh, it's like you sure it's like yeah, we'll make it. It's like another seven or eight miles. We'll make it to the shelter and dry out. So okay. So we weren't the only ones who bailed. Well, when it's that wet and soggy, there's no way you're gonna. There's no way you're gonna keep going. No yeah. question about it. Then we saw the old bird walking up the hill. Oh yeah. I nearly bumped into it because I had my head so far down trying to. Go pick my way through the rocks, and she's like, "Hiker coming," and I looked up, and this is uh, old girls coming up the uh, other side of the trail. 
And I looked at her and I'm like, holy cow, she's got to be 70 years old. She was. She told me. I saw her at the uh, hostel that night. And she's like, uh, how are you doing? I'm like, not too bad. How are you? And she's like, not too good. <laughs> well, with good reason. And I'm like, you know what? I was lying. <laughs> and she's like, well, I hope it gets better. And I'm like, you know what? I hope it gets better for you too. It got better for her. I saw her later yeah. that day I gave her a couple beers. And uh, she was very social, actually. I, I couldn't time. believe it, but she's like, how you do? Not too good. This is terrible. So then, then we come off North Crocker. You got a, actually surprisingly a little downhill piece before you go back up to South Crocker. And South Crocker was kind of uh, not what I was expecting. There was really nothing up there. It was just a sign and lots of trees. You yeah. guys were long gone by that point, though. It was just like a, a bump, and then we were heading down, and that was nasty. Yeah. It wasn't much of a reprieve. I didn't. I realized, like, oh wow. I didn't realize we had uh, reached the bottom in between because the next thing you know, we we're going up again. So I didn't really see much of the, the valley between the two point, two peaks. Now, you would think we climbed about 3,000 feet by that point, uh, about 2,500 to North Crocker, another 500 up to South Crocker. Now, you would think it would get easier, right? Yeah, nothing but downhill from there. Once you got across South Crocker, it was only 3.1 you know, to the bottom, so you're thinking, oh, wow, man, oh, easy plain going. Plain sailing, and, and just easy plain going. sailing. We've got like an hour left. Any comments about that 3.1? It sucks. <laughs> so we're, we're hiking through a glacial bowl, right? So you got a glacier that comes through there, shoves all these rocks up into there, which basically means you're hiking down through... Rocks. A minefield, right? Yeah. So... It's wet, it's cold, it's raining. We've been rained on for, by this point, what? God, man, we started at 9.30 in the morning. We didn't finish till 5.30. So we've been rained on pretty much for four or five hours. Yeah. Um, how did you feel at that point? Wet. <laughs> Soggy. And I was, I, I was excited about the downhill, and then I quickly realized that uh, there were no switchbacks in Maine. No. And there's nothing but rocks, and we're just going to have to pick our way through. And when I finally got down and saw the next marker, and we'd been hiking forever, and I thought, we got to be, gosh, we must have covered three miles. And the next sign, I realized we'd only covered 1.1 miles in an hour and 40 minutes. And I knew we were in for a tough slog the rest of the way down. And then there's a point, though, where you kind of break into an open area, and you see the glacial lake down there, which is kind of cool. And that's where we were going to camp for the night. And to your credit, you guys are ready to camp. You're ready to tough it out. Man it up, camp for the night. Absolutely. And then what happened? Well, um, after a couple hours of hiking, um, a road appeared. And I realized we weren't camping. You, <laughs> that we had made it to the road. <laughs> you bolted right past us. Yeah, we did. And we had walkie-talkies. You were trying to call me. The one I had was dead. Yeah. So I didn't know if you guys were back there or not. I didn't want to leave you. So I walked back to check it out. It was beautiful. Nice like tent platforms, nice big fire ring. There's only one problem. The wood was soaking wet. There's no way we're getting a fire. We were all cold. We and, were soaked. Uh, yeah. So we end up hiking on, and we find you guys down at the road. We'd been there a while. We we were there we, long enough to... I got there first. I waited for Roger. He got there. We tried to raise you guys on the radio for at least, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, and 
then we uh, decided to break out the the vino, man. And so we, we were there long enough to enjoy probably 750 milliliters of wine, wine in the rain, <laughs> right on a dirt road, Garibou Bon Road. And the rain actually picked up, I think, by about 5 o'clock it started hammering harder. So here yeah. we are. We started at 9.30 in the morning. I think when I finally caught you guys, it was about 5.30. Mm-hmm. We'd hiked 8.1 miles. Yeah. If you give me the credit, the bonus credit for hiking into the campsite now, then maybe like 8.4 or 5. <laughs> but I catch up to you guys, man, and it's pouring down rain. It's cold, man. And um, you guys did have the option of hiking back to the campsite. Though. I asked Roger, I said, hey, look, you're like, we're on the road. And, uh, what do you think? Do you do you want to go back? And uh, we, we passed the campsite. Do you want to go back and camp? And I, I did not get a... Any affirmation or a positive remark at all, man? <laughs> maybe so, a, actually, you're a little nasty. A dark stare and a growl, maybe. <laughs> then we get finally back to the car, and um, I didn't realize how cold I was, man, until we got in the car. Well, it wasn't even that; it was when we got back to the hotel. So we go back to the Stratton Motel, and thank God she had a couple of rooms open. Our same rooms, our same waiting rooms. for us. Yeah, we waiting got right back. It was fate, man. It was fate. <laughs> But um, so I, I let Brett have the first shower, man. And I'm standing there and I'm waiting for him to come out. I'm literally, I'm shaking uncontrollably, man. And uh, that hot shower was definitely probably the best experience. I did. Ever. I started shaking when I got in the room. I started shaking. <laughs> I was just like, damn. Before that, I wasn't bad. But when I got in now, I'm like, I've just got, I just piled on the fleeces and that, which all mine were actually dry. So, Roger, you know, we wrap this thing up, we get back to the car, we're all shivering, we get back into Stratton. In all honesty, great to be back in Stratton. We get to hang out with some thru-hikers, drink some beers. It clears out about 9 o'clock, the moon comes out, it's beautiful. Now, you guys are wiped out after a big dinner at the uh, White Wolf Inn. But, um, turned out to actually be a pretty fun weekend. So, my question to you. Your most memorable moment from the weekend? Um, probably seeing all the guys on top of the mountain, <coughs> North Crocker, South Crocker Mountain, under the tarp, with water just pouring off it thinking what the heck am I doing here I thought that for a minute I think it goes through you whenever you get basically mother nature and I just smile because you know what I did it the year before or the year before that I knew exactly what I was getting into they didn't it's not your first rodeo they thought it was just going to be a hard smoky mountain hike so now you see some through hikers. Did that make you um, want to do the entire Appalachian Trail at all, or not so much? I would love to do it <laughs> if you give me a, a new pair of knees. <laughs> yeah, that is helpful. It's a lot easier to do it when you're younger. Eh? Um, so I know you're going back to New England. I know you too well. I know how much you love being up there. How do you want your next trip to go down? How do you want it to be different? Um, sunny. <laughs> that's, a, that's a reasonable request. I really don't mind the hardship. I just would 
like a little bit of sunlight. That's a very reasonable request. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking for like all sun. It can be overcast for as far as I'm concerned. But just let it be fine. Yeah, that, that's a very fair request. I don't care if we go up and down ten mountains, and as long as it's blooming dry. So on that topic, what uh, what gear did you have? And I think you were probably better equipped than the rest of us uh, that you're really glad you had. And which gear did you wish you had? Um, the gear I wish I had was probably a helicopter. <laughs> to get out of there? That's funny. But um, there was no gear that I needed. You're pretty well equipped. I mean, granted, we just carried all our gear up and down all those mountains, and we didn't camp overnight. So you're pretty well equipped. Well, I packed, although I had a pack cover, and when it was raining, I already packed my sleeping bag in a uh, trash bag. My tent was in a trash bag. All my clothes were everything that I had in my backpack was in uh, waterproof trash bags. And then I had my pack cover on, which is supposed to um, protect your bag, but that's only, it's like your boots. They're Gore-Tex, they're waterproof. Well, guess what? After a certain amount of time, no, they're not. <laughs> that's and that's true. like a pack cover. Mm -hmm. And it went into my pack, but everything I had was dry. Not like everyone else's. You know, my, I pulled my sleeping bag out when I got home. It was bone dry. I mean, I had it wrapped in a uh, trash bag. That was a lesson I learned many years ago. Never, ever go on the trail without your bag wrapped in a trash bag. Correct. Mine was, everything I had in my bag was bone dry. There is nothing more miserable than after you got rained on all day long than climbing in a wet sleeping bag. If you want misery, that is the definition right there. And... When you're going to pitch your tent, if you've already got a soaking wet tent, because, okay, your fly is going to protect you, but if your tent's been there and all the water's seeping in your bag and it's seeped into your actual tent, you're done for. Yeah, you're done for. That's a good point. Well, at least we, uh, at least we were prepared in that regard, whether we decided to tap that or not. Um, I guess any uh, closing thoughts on uh, advice for any other folks that would take on the Appalachian Trail in Maine? Don't take two. Take three sets of clothes. I was hiking in one, I, which got soaking wet. I knew I was going to ditch at the as soon as we camped. Then I was going to have... A, a set that I was going to be in at the campsite, which were probably going to get wet. And then I had my third set for when I woke up in the morning. There is nothing worse than getting up in the morning knowing you're going to put wet clothes on. Take three sets of everything. It's light, socks, hiking pants, shirt, but take three sets. So, um, so guys, uh, Thus ends the uh, the main podcast interview. Thanks. It was a lot of fun. 
and um, we'll, maybe we do many more. We'll do it next year. Yeah, absolutely. Here we come, Maine. Let's see if we can get it any wetter. And the clams. We Perfect. love the clams. Perfect. Oh, fry clams. Love them. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to the Into Backpacking Podcast. This is your host, Bird Shooter, wishing you the best for your travels on the trail. To subscribe to this show, visit iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app, and give us a thumbs up or a positive comment while you're there. You can also download shows directly from intobackpacking.com. Just click the podcast tab on the main menu. Music for this show was provided by Jerris under a Creative Commons license and is titled Hillbilly Anarchy. This show is a production of N2 Backpacking and is copyrighted by N2 Ventures Inc. For more information on this podcast or to provide feedback or comments on this or future shows, please visit us at n2backpacking.com. That's the letter N, the number two, backpacking.com.